Riot Squad, a female-powered media agency proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp, September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A.com. See you there. Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. You are now listening to Your Life, the Mixtape. Welcome to Your Life the Mixtape Volume 4. This week I am joined by an educator, an advocate, and the founder of the Q, the LGBTQ Creative Network. Please welcome the one and only Kenny Fitzpatrick. Hello. Hi, what an intro. That was awesome. So um, obviously you you are the founder of the Q and the Q reviews. Uh, one of is Full disclosure, my I have another show called Headliners, and uh, Q Review is actually was actually my jumping off point. That's I immediately went to like your Instagram and your Twitter, and I was like, okay, these are the cool artists. I'm gonna <laughs> ask about them first. So thank you, thank you. Um, that kind of like you know, it's great to have some affirmation and some validation with with when you're trying to do work because you just sometimes you feel like you're creating in a void at times and you don't know necessarily if you reach people or if or people are getting what it is that you're trying to do so that's awesome so thank you so tell me i what is the last song that you listened to <laughs> well so today is wednesday and on wednesdays i do the pre-recording for the out loud radio show uh the weekly show so i go through a lot of music and it's funny so what the last song that i actually was just listening to was bb rexa and david Guetta's i'm good that nice. new song because that's just a, such a fun little banger but um yeah i was listening to that because i was trying to pick something to start the show off this week so yeah (laughs) nothing fancy nothing really highbrow (laughs) i wasn't kind of like yeah i was in a mood i was in my car and going somewhere and i really needed some corn i don't know no uh baby rexa (laughs) i i have those moments where like i flip back into that early 2000s like super rap rock like dude the I was listening to uh, Mo Money Mo Problems just the other day. I was having a whole flashback of of '90s, and I was just like, "Yeah, this was good. This was good stuff." <laughs> that is, there used to be a question on here about uh, what your go-to karaoke song is, and Mo Money Mo Problems is actually mine. Thank uh, God I'm a country boy, John Denver. John <laughs> nice. Denver. Yeah. Or or B52s Love Shack. If I am uh, on stage with my friend Lori. Excellent. 
Um, who is an artist that you feel like everybody should be listening to? Oh, that's a that's a hard one. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay within uh, the LGBT realm because I mean that's really what I do. I'm I'm so focused on representation and and um, I gotta say there is some people who are making some crazy ass music out there that is just it should be heard it should be on radio um it's not because music is now so saturated um and it's just it's getting harder and harder to find the right avenues i think for artists to get in there and kind of break through um somebody who i would say and i'm wearing it's so funny that this is happening because if you could see me i'm wearing the shirt that she sent me butterfly feels is an r&b artist and and she just recently got married and her wife, uh, Norkin for Life, who's a producer and hip hop R&B rap artist. Together, they're just dynamic. Um, but I, I just even separately, they're just creating some incredible music in that world and really bringing back like that 90s R&B kind of sensibility in the feel. I love what it is that they're doing in Canada. Oh, my God. Backwash in terms of rap is just i mean won the polaris prize hands down is 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 an artist that's just killing it uh there's so many i could go on and on and on <laughs> i would say gregory dylan has always been a favorite of mine he's he's a, a u.s guy and katie brooks in the uk so good like there's just there's so much that's happening out there and i know that somebody will hear this and be like what say me it's like because there's only so much time folks there's only yes. so much time yes <laughs> uh gregory dylan was uh just on uh headliners was he I just, yeah See, i just talked to him gregory's uh, so when it comes to music for me gregory is a very to me he's got an emotive vocal but he also is an emotive writer and you know the emotion that kind of comes through and it just kind of hits you in places that sometimes it's kind of anthemic or euphoric and but it's always just so just it just gets in there claws inside you and it's so good he's so good and his voice needs to be on every radio it's just sad I'm, I'm willing it into existence yes I absolutely agree so taking it back a little bit um what was the first song that you remember hearing it's I think I believe it was maybe Charlie Pride um if i remember correctly my mom and dad were big country fans um my cousins were rock fans so it gets a little blurred music was really it was all throughout our house at a very early age um you know god lover loretta lynn was there uh tammy wynette george jones those the older um country artists like that um john denver but um i think for me, it may have been Meatloaf was the first one that I heard, like Battle of the Hell and, and Paradise by the Back Dashboard Lights that really kind of turned me on. And then it was full throttle ABBA. Uh, and it was just ABBA, ABBA, ABBA. And that's all I remember is so much. My cousin's bringing me Queen and, uh, you know, uh, Super Tramp, Pink Floyd, those kinds of artists. And yeah, but as to which song? couldn't i don't know i feel like i think it's meatloaf i think it might be meatloaf. strange as that is (laughs) what is the song that you always put on like when you're in your feelings okay so 
So Belinda Carlisle is somebody who I absolutely adore and I love. I love Belinda Carlisle. Belinda Carlisle has been with me. It's it's not like I, you know, sought her out. It's just that she happened to always kind of be there, her music. And it's just something that, you know, when I need to kind of like really a little bit of decompression or I need to kind of just get into that, that headspace. Belinda Carlisle is there for me, but I will say I'm a huge fan of Depeche Mode, um, uh, New Order, those kinds of artists. Um, I tend to, to go, they, they tend to be my go-tos um, for my youth and they carried through into, uh, into adulthood. Um, I'm an alt rock kid as well. So. Yeah. On on the flip side of that, uh, what's the song that when it comes on, you're just immediately in a good mood? <laughs> the Cure, Friday I'm in Love. Nice. Um, there is there is nothing like the opening of that song, and the moment that you hear it, uh, you know it's hard not to feel good. It's just, I mean, God love Robert Smith. He's not known for making you know <laughs> the most uplifting and and smiley music but that that song was like lightning in a bottle for them and I again being a Cure fan I was kind of gobsmacked a bit when it first came out and I was just like this is just everything yes what is the best song to sing in the shower I don't know I I it tends to be something it tends to be belters um, if you're really going to sing, but Shania Twain's Any Man of Mine is, uh, is a lot of fun to sing in the shower. That goes back to some university time uh, and, you know, drinking while you're in the shower and getting ready to kind of go out and that kind of thing. And uh, so, yeah, it's not, it's not a bad one. If you need to, to practice and, and try it out, Shania Twain's Any Man of Mine, give it a go. I like that. <laughs> Just don't slip in the shower when you start stopping. <laughs> What song um, best summarizes what love is? Oh, so what love is. So I would say, oh, that's a hard one. You know what? Um, I'll go to Depeche Mode, Depeche Mode, somebody. Um, That is just a song that I don't know if you've ever heard it, but if you, if you have, um, it's just, it just really encompasses what somebody can feel that they want love really not, not doesn't necessarily have to be about someone specific, but that they really, what they want from love and that they want it. And I remember hearing that when I was just, when I was younger and I was kind of like, Oh my God, an angsty teen that I was. And I was like, <laughs> you know, in the, the head spaces and who am I? I don't understand. You know, <laughs> why am I not dating? Uh, <laughs> It's it, it was just one of those ones where I kind of went to it and I was like, wow. And then I just remember the biggest makeout song when I was growing up was just like uh, from Top Gun. It was Berlin's Take My Breath Away. It was nice. kind of like every single guy and girl were on the dance floor at the end of it and just making out. And then I was kind of patrolling the per- perimeter, kind of wondering, <laughs> what about me? <laughs> so on the flip side of that question, uh, what is the best breakup song? It's a t- so I'm going to Sweden for this. It's a toss up. More recent, well, not more recently, but in the last, you know, ten years or, or so, ten years. My God, no, I guess it's twenty, maybe twenty five. Was rock sets? It must have. It must have been love. 
oh nice was from uh, pretty woman was yes. such a great like that was just a our heart ripper but it comes for me off of abba's the winner takes it all Nice. What a great and going back to the to the love one too. Um, I think that sometimes people think about love being, you know, like it has to, there has to be a relationship. Um, but I think about Jan Arden's good mother and when she's kind of singing about the love for her mother, and I'm kind of like that that one just kind of kills me every time. So I love that. But love yeah, that. Abba, when it when it takes it all, go Agnatha. Yeah. And, and both of those songs, like, still, like, go hard. Yeah. Like, they, you can, like, ah, God, get your Kleenex and just kind of, like, batten yeah. down the hatches and, and go for it. Like, it just, and I think because, and especially for The Winner Takes It All, there was a lot of breakup that was going on in the band at the time between Benny and Frida and Agnetha and, and Bjorn and, you know, and the band itself. I think that it's why it's so powerful that I that it just kind of just resonates on so many different levels. And with Roxette, I, I just think that, I don't know, there's something that happens over in Sweden where they, they really yeah. get things. Well, I mean, Roxette was such a great band. I mean, they said it themselves, don't bore us, get to the chorus. And just was kind of like, let's get in there and get the job done. And, and on that song, they, they totally did. If You Leave by uh, OMD as well. Oh, Another nice. great one. Yeah. What is the song that whenever it comes on, it has to be played at max volume? ACDC Thunderstruck, without a doubt. That is um, the build up <laughs> and the thunder. Uh, it just reminds me, not that, and I am not sitting here kind of going, I am a classic ACD fan, <laughs> but um, that is a song that you can jack the, the volume to uh, Coverdale pages uh, uh, pride and joy as well is another great one. I think it has a lot to do with the guitar. It has the, the build that's in it. Um, there's, there's great bass that's in there, but yeah, ACDC's thunderstruck. There's, there's nothing quite like it. That is fantastic. What is the greatest song from a film soundtrack? Mm. Oh, 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 well, the 90s were so great for, for, for films and soundtracks. We don't have that anymore, right? Exactly. We don't have soundtracks the way that we used to. There was some, cla- you know, grade A shitty, shitty, I don't know if I can say shitty. Yeah, you can. Um, <laughs> there were some grade A shitty films uh, in the 90s that had incredible soundtracks and sold the films. Sliver, perfect example of a movie that was, you know, that crazy uh but the soundtrack was so good you had you know that's where we got uh ub40s can't help falling in love their version of it um but there is so many and i always when i think about soundtracks i go to the threesome soundtrack um which was so good but i think that if i had to really greatest song i mean it's so easy to go to the bodyguard and and you know whitney houston and but I mean, I love Dolly Parton's original version from, you know, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. But I guess, I don't know. My God, this is hard. This is a hard one. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say, even though it was an album itself, but also a film, I'm going to say When Doves Cry nice. from Purple Rain. Excellent. I love that. I love Prince, man. So it's like, that was just like, 
the musical experience on film that was just so good i mean sometimes we, they, they try to make these mockumentaries and whatnot and uh, i'll go back you know depeche modes 101 madonna's truth or dare great as you know, docu-series, docu-docu-films. But as a film, Purple Rain was fantastic. As an album, was it's so iconic um, that, yeah. And it kind of really helped set a standard for, for soundtracks. Yeah. Non-Disney stand- soundtracks, anyway. And uh, to your point about um, the, the, like, soundtracks of the 90s, I've... It's a conversation I had not long ago uh, with a guest, and the um, what am I trying to say? The example I used was um, the Batman soundtracks from the '90s, like because those last two Batman films that they did were just after Tim Burton were just absolutely terrible, but those soundtracks were so on point. Hold me, thrill me, kiss me, kill me, and yes. kiss from a rose. Like I remember that those more than I do the actual movies. Yeah, and I'm a I love superhero movies, but you are 100 percent right. And I mean, I I think about soundtracks too, and I think about kind of when Jurassic Park hit, we had a turn from music like soundtracks with with song and and Titanic to an extent uh, towards the scores. Um, that John Williams score was incredible. And then I started thinking about like the Truman show and some of these other amazing scores that were, were put out there. And I'm, uh, I came, come from the world of music retail. So soundtracks was my section, soundtracks, country, world music. So you had to know these things and you had to, you know, be prepared to listen to them a lot. And we started moving away from the, the soundtracks with songs because the songs tended to be less original and more like, okay, we're going to use this song that's already out there for a film. Um, and we got to the point where it was only Bond that was, we were getting a new song for a film and the yeah. rest being score. Titanic kind of being the same with Celine Dion. Um, and then the rest was just completely score. Um, but it does, it kind of, when you go back and you think about that, yeah, those Batman movies, they yeah. were balling. Those, the soundtracks were fantastic. There is um, Michelle and Degiacello did a cover of Poison Ivy on the Batman and Robin soundtrack, and it changed my fucking life. Well, Michelle and Degiacello just she like I'm sorry, yeah, she's like like ah. Anyway, I could I could go <laughs> on. You know, she is just incredible. Start to finish, what film has the greatest soundtrack? Wow. I mean, if I go back to my youth, the one I can remember listening to start to finish so much was Footloose because it was like everything was a single off of it from, you know, Denise Williams to Kenny Loggins to Bonnie Tyler um, was such that. And again, people say Top Gun a lot, but there's only a few songs off Top Gun that you really remember. Footloose, you do remember quite a bit of it. Dirty Dancing as well. Um, wow. Dirty Dancing was a was a great soundtrack you could put on and listen to all the way through. Um, Empire Records, oh, uh, fantastic soundtrack. Film. Reality Bites, fantastic soundtrack. Um, again, Threesome for me was so good. Um, but yeah, any of those, I'm going to have to go listen to them afterwards. And it was like... <laughs> 
I was like, I need to get nostalgic. I need to get back in there. Yes. What television show, past or present, has the best theme song? Oh, my friend Lori should be here for this. She's theme theme song queen. You know, the one that comes to mind right away is uh, the Kirk Cameron one. Uh, oh, my God. Growing Pains? Growing Pains. Growing Pains comes to mind right away, as does um, different, not different strokes. What's the one with um, Alex P. Keaton? Uh, Family Ties? Family Ties. Those two come to mind right, like right away. Um, Brady Bunch comes to mind. Uh yeah, Re- older ones like that. Uh, and then, of course, classic Golden Girls. Nice. Uh, I think Golden Girls is just one that's been, you know, around for so long. I don't know if you watch. Uh, so because, you know, Warner Brothers TV, when it was the WB and became the CW, all of those um, shows always had these incredible opening songs, mm-hmm. you know, whether it was Smallville or, you know, Buffy didn't have Buffy just had music, but they always were you know, one tree Hill was another one. That's where I first heard of Gavin DeGraw was one, yeah. one tree Hill. Um, they did a really great job of always ensuring that their, their, their music was on point to the point where they actually online on think on the CW or on WB at the time, they had a channel like that. You could actually check out the music from the mm-hmm. shows. Cause it was yeah. so, you know, like it was so engaging to people. Um, so they are an entity all of their own. But when you go to the when you when you go to the throwback and you think about older older songs, yeah, um, Golden Girls really just stands up. Even when it comes on now, you know it's like that's Golden Girls. Yeah, you don't even have to think about it. That is that is the most popular answer to this question. Is this? Yep. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm glad I'm not too far <laughs> off <laughs> left of center. What I will is... say BJ and the bear then. <laughs> <laughs> what is, what is the best song from a Disney film? I guess it depends on, on what you like. So for me, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King. Uh, those are my favorites. I love Under the Sea. Um, but a big one for me from Lion King was I Just Can't Wait to Be King. um i i love the vibe of that i love the whole thing i love everything about the lion king um i also love uh the tarzan nobody ever talks about tarzan but i loved that that movie i loved it um you could be a big pig too oh (laughs) um it's you know there's great ones like that but i think yeah i think uh i just can't wait to be king from uh from the lion king I am not up to date on the Frozens. I have a goddaughter. There's a lot of Frozen stuff around. Um, but it's, it's yeah, The Lion King was so good. And so was Beauty and the Beast and, and some of those earlier ones. Was it, was it Five Goes West or was it like a, an American tale that had somewhere out there? Uh, that was uh, the, the original Five film. Yeah, that, that was great. Um, that yeah. was one that really, especially because those little, those little mice and, and everything, it was just kind of really, it, it was, it was just great timing for a song like that in a movie like that, where it was pulling on the heartstrings. It was, it, there was so much that was good about that. So 
Yeah. I I rewatched An American Tale not long ago. That film is dark. It is. Like that is a a dark film. You go back and you watch those Disney films and you're kind of like, oh my God, we are so sensitive about everything this day. And I'm like, yeah, but you just go check on Dumbo. And it's kind of like, oh my God, there is so much that's in there. That is, that is really dark. And we've, we've changed a society and (laughs) maybe for the better, maybe, maybe not so much. Maybe we're missing some, some things, but yeah, we were watching a lot of dark cartoons back then. Yeah. the, The Fox and the Hound. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God, I was a child in the theater bawling, bawling during that movie. Yeah, like, I don't I don't even think like if if Bambi were re-released, I don't think like the first five minutes of that film would fly. No, definitely not. The first. Yeah, the first five minutes that well, that's Peter Pan. Right. Um, And the original Jungle Book. Uh, there is a lot that's in those films. I mean, it was a very different time, written very differently um, for for different audiences. And the characters are very classic. The way, I mean, let's be honest, Fantasia is just, you know, one great big acid trip that's just yes. kind of like taken off. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but they were, it was a very, very different time. And less about the this the the music for commercial sake because now when you think about it you when you think of a frozen specifically and and moana and and all of that they really are looking at commercial success um from the soundtracks look i mean what's the that latest one um uh oh my god no one speaks we don't talk about uh bruno oh uh yeah encantado Uh, yes um that like on every radio station was everywhere. It was one of the most requested songs and it broke records for sales. And they were, they were shocked that it was that song, which I wasn't. Cause when I, as soon as I heard it, I was like, Oh, this is good. Yeah. But you know, it's, they're writing for a very different purpose these days for the film, but also for commercial success. Where in the olden, you know, like the olden days. Oh my God. <laughs> but you know, historically uh, they were writing for the storyline and it was to kind of fill in you know snow white's singing to the birds and it worked and even with the lion king and that it was one of the i mean i think the beauty and the beast was the first uh animated feature to be nominated for best picture yeah um because that was pre-animated feature film um category but uh yeah um the soundtracks of Disney have come a long way and Disney itself no. has come a long way. I mean, we have Disney plus There's some <laughs> stuff on Disney plus. I never thought I'd see on Disney plus, but I'm like, right. I'm, I'm here for it. Disney. I'm here. Let's go. <laughs> what is the song that no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, this song comes on, you're going to dance to it. Men without hats, safety dance. I will literally yes. call people if I hear it out somewhere. I will text people uh, or I will record that it's playing and I will send it to somebody <laughs> and they know that wherever I am, I've heard it and I am I'm dancing. It's like and it's got to be the original, not the weird remix. It's got to be the original. Um, good, good Canadian Montreal band, Men Without Hats. Uh, but what I mean, it's just that 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 music ding 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 da, 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 it just it gets you moving and it just puts a smile on my face and i'm like i'm ready to go 
Chumbawamba's Chub Thumping too also nice. uh, uh, pulls at me. But yeah, Men Without Hats, I would I, I would say hands down without even thinking. What is the song that means the most to you? Not necessarily because of the song itself. The song could be garbage, uh, but more because of like the memories that you have attached to it. Mm. I think I'm going to say, I think it's my absolute 100% favorite song ever. And it probably does mean the most to me. And that is New Order's True Faith. Nice. Um it's there is something about that song i think i think when that song came out and when i first saw the video the music video for it because i think it's also one of the best music videos that's ever been out there um and everybody wanted to copy it afterwards fun young cannibals i see (laughs) um it was it's one of those songs that i think in my teens i started to get me and be okay with being a bit of a misfit and a weirdo and it just it really connected with me and it made me want to know more music that I wasn't hearing so I think for especially for music wise and it's one that I always it's on it's very rarely will you find a playlist of mine without a new order song on it if not five or six. Um, but True Faith is one that will always be or be there. It, it totally will. Nice. What song is the ultimate party anthem? Oh, yeah. I do like Tub Thumping. <laughs> I do. Um, it's the song that my husband always, when he hears it, he thinks of me. He associates me with that song because I will jump around and hop around. Um, and, th- and I think it's such a great song. Um, I will say Madonna's Holiday is such a great party song. If I, I mean, Madonna has so many great songs, but Holiday is just such, uh, such a classic. The Go-Go's Vacation. Um, so or we got to beat either of them so much fun so great i mean it'd be super easy to say party rock anthem just simply because <laughs> it's out there but um and it's fun for sure it's fun uh i don't know there's so many great party songs that people forget what a party song is sometimes and like i don't think you know some people are like oh that's a great party song and i'm like it is for a very select group but then you have to think about the broader kind of, and I don't mean going to weddings and, you know, the hamster <laughs> dance or anything like that, but you know, there's, there's songs that just when people hear them, they will come, they'll come a running for me. Yeah. I mean, tub thumping's one of them for sure. Nice. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> who is the artist? Um, and I think you may have already answered this, uh, but who's the artist that makes the most appearances on your playlists? New Order for sure, definitely. <laughs> um, I would say if you ran down a list, New Order, Depeche Mode. I would say Tears for Fears would be in there. Nice. I would say Lincoln Park would be in there. Um, 30 Seconds to Mars. I Say what you will about <laughs> Jared Leto. And he, he can be incredibly crazy. Um, but those first three albums, three or four albums were, were so great. That screamo that he had going on at the very beginning, he's got such great vocals and again, great emotive music. 
Um, yeah, those those folks would definitely be on there. I, I, I um, uh, oh my God, Manchester Orchestra. I'm obsessed with, I love I've, their um, second last album, uh, Black Mile to the Surface, start to finish. is probably one of the best albums for me that's been released in the past 30 years. Um, it, it's just so good. And I'm always looking to kind of, I always look to filter in music to playlists, especially if they're personal playlists that somebody may be listening. I may have them on the car or something like that hoping that people will broaden their musical <laughs> horizons a bit and hear something that they really like that maybe they've never heard before. And I, I take great satisfaction into introducing people to music, to new music that they may have never heard before. And that can be anything from, you know, um, screamo to some salsa to some, you know, Pakistani kind of, you know, Nusrat, Fatah Ali Khan, you know, whatever I may be listening to. If I really think that there's something in there that people could gravitate towards, try to sneak in quite a bit nice. just to kind of just put it in front of people because I know people won't go and listen to and try new things. They look at their time and they say, oh, I've only got five minutes. I want to hear what I want to hear. Right. So if, you know, a good road trip is a great, great way to do that and you just kind of like set them up and then people are like what is this and i'm like oh this is blah 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 and they're like this is really good and i'm like isn't it <laughs> it's just like cha-ching gotcha hooked ya <laughs> i play it I, I work all uh, i've been working in i'm not right now but i was working in a clinic so i would play my playlists in uh, in a clinic and i would basically oh, nice. fill the clinic with lgbtq music and nice. all these little old ladies was like, who do you have playing? And I was just <laughs> like, oh, it's, this is Vincent. And they're like, oh, he should come to Halifax. And like, I'll let him know. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he'd love to come play Halifax if, if, if people knew who he was. You should spread that love to your fellow elderly folks. But yeah, you know, when you put it out in front of people, the days of Shazam and, and being able to kind of like, you know, dial in and tap into things. Yeah, I like to take those opportunities to kind of just, yeah, put it in front of people. Who is an artist uh, considered to be a one-hit wonder that you feel like should have been bigger? Wow. A one-hit wonder. And were they a one-hit wonder? <laughs> and I just didn't know about it. As I like gravitated towards one, like towards them because of the song and just kind of kept going. Um, I think that there's been a lot of folks out there who have been very fortunate to get 15 minutes of fame um, with a song, but really did deserve to be, this is terrible to even call her this. I, I can't call her this. It's just that her one song was so massive that people don't really follow along with her as closely as they did. Carly Rae Jepsen. So she's not a one hit wonder, right. but you know, call me maybe was massive, but I don't recall the same kind of excitement towards her with anything else, even though her music has been consistently, you know, well-reviewed She's had great critical success, but people were like, well, it's not call me maybe. So, 
you know? So that's, I, I look at that, that kind of way, but I mean, the eighties were filled with so many one hit wonders that uh, I don't know. You could probably like throw a dart and hit so many of them at the same time. <laughs> then there was people who weren't one hit wonders. They were one hit wonders in North America, but not one hit wonders in the rest of the world. Yeah. And I think back to, and this is, uh, this is guilty pleasure right here. Um, so Westlife, which is a essentially a man band, boy band from the UK yes. who had like a song that took off kind of in North America, you know, uh, back in the, the early nineties, but these guys have been going for like 30 years. Yep. So to me in North America, they're kind of a one hit wonder, but not really. The same thing with another UK uh, group five was like that too yeah. at that time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's hard to say a one hit wonder that um, should have had more. There was a reason why they didn't have more, I guess. <laughs> Maybe they didn't deserve it. That's, That's just fair. terrible. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> what is the song that reminds you of home? Forever Young by Rod Stewart. Nice. Uh, it was my mom's favorite song. And uh, whenever I hear it, I think immediately of her. Um, and anything by Dolly Parton uh, reminds me of home. Dolly Parton was massive in our house. She's massive in my heart. I think Jolene is probably the best written song ever. Um, that is many, correct. Many people <laughs> have tried to cover it and and have done, you know, it slightly justice but there's there's nothing like the original johnny cash has so many uh, like that too i think about johnny cash and i think about home um but yeah it, one particular song it really is uh, I, I would say forever young by rod stewart because it just it's it's my mom's song nice. what is the greatest love song of all time I'm going with original Dolly. Nice. I am. Um, I, I, I will always love you. The original. Whitney's, hands down, the power behind it, the iconic nature of what she put into that, absolutely. But where the original came from, from Dolly Parton, and the vulnerability in it, and, you know, uh, is, is just so good. Dolly Parton's just amazing, right? Like yes. she's just, she's so Dolly. She's like, <laughs> she's just iconic and incredible. And I think that she's she was creating music far beyond, mm -hmm. you know, the opportunities that she was being given. And it just came from a a, a pure place of heart and and just a pureness. Oh, I could talk about Dolly for days. <laughs> <laughs> What is the song that defined your generation? Oh, God. I guess I, because I, okay, so, you know, grew up in the 70s, but was a teen in the 80s. And what was happening at that time was really surrounding a lot of movies, um, the Breakfast Club, that kind of thing. So I guess I kind of have to say something like Simple Minds, Don't You Forget About Me. Nice. Um, it's just, it is iconic for that, for that generation. 
it was it was something that it's always going to be on you know an 80s playlist it's always going to be on uh, a film stock playlist it's always going to be you know resonant with um the 80s itself and that film i mean uh, uh john Parr's saint almost fire is a is another a great example of that um but yeah I, I guess that because it's just it was kind of synonymous of what i think a lot of youth were going through and a lot of the changes that were happening i think within society that was kind of really reflected in how teens were were changing and and seeing themselves and you know there was there was so much uh great about the 80s so much cheese about the 80s but there was a lot of change too and there was a lot of angst and upheaval and so there's a lot of there was a lot there so I'll 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 say that one nice. I don't know if that's a good one to choose it's the one that comes to mind <laughs> I feel like I've let a whole group of people down up there who are, you know, rallying for wake me up before you go, go, but I'm not, I'm not sure about that. Hmm. (laughs) In your opinion, what is the greatest song ever written? Oh, Jolene. (laughs) Jolene. Um, Yeah. Jolene is just so iconic. It's just, you know, and I mean, I love, I, to this day, Whenever they talk about Jolene and they ask her about Jolene and she talks about it, you can get what was going on there and where that was coming from. And the fact that she actually got to meet the, the actual Joe, like the, 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 that came around again at, um, at one point, it was, it, it, it just kind of like puts it out there. Just what that, that, that whole feeling was about what she was kind of going through. It's so simple but incredibly powerful. Uh, yeah. Jolene is, is incredible. What is the song that you could listen to over and over again and never get sick of? There are many, I feel <laughs> like there are many, um, over and over again, I should check out my Spotify playlist to see what I've been kind of dialed into. Um, New Order's Regret, I listen to quite a bit. Um, I always have that on. I don't ever seem to get sick of it. Um, same thing with True Faith. Uh, Depeche Modes, um, Never Let Me Down Again is another one. I mean, it's it's not the upbeat you know, <laughs> dance hall uh, thing that you may be expecting. And, but it, there's, there's that anthemic, anthemic, anthemic uh, sound to it. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's, I, I, that's a hard one. Cause the yeah. moment that I try to think of what I like, everybody wants to rule the world by tears for fears is a, is a great one. Madonna's Vogue. Um, I love, um, um, uh, Oh gosh, I've lost it. Yeah, I don't know. That's those are good ones. Those are good right. ones. I would I would definitely listen to those a lot. I think. Oh, I know. You know what? There's a song I never get tired of, and that's Billy Idol's "Cradle of Love." I nice. never get tired of that. <laughs> um, that Billy Idol's "Sex on Legs." Um, just, I mean, back in the day, for sure. <laughs> He's a little rugged now, but uh, you know there was just a 
a whole thing about Billy Idol at the time. Michael Hutchins too from NXS. Mm-hmm. Now we're now we're going to a different uh, conversation completely. <laughs> but NXS's um, "Need You Tonight" was it was so yes. so great. Um, Lenny Kravitz, "Are You Gonna Go My Way?" Oh my God, nice. that comes on, and I'm just like, "Let's go." But I, I guess I listen to so much music, I never get tired of things. So, I mean, I get sick of radio stuff. Listen, there's only so much. I, 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 he's Canadian. I love him. I think he's great. But there's only so many. You can't release five Justin Bieber songs and play them all day long and not expect me to kind of go, I've had enough of the Biebs. Yeah. Had enough of it. Um, and that's what happens now today. It's kind of like we didn't release one Harry Styles song. We released four. And it was kind of like, wait, which one's the single again? Because yeah. I'm still, I'm that guy. I'm still in the single kind of mindset of things. Whereas a lot of people are just like, get the track out, get the track out. We need more of that artist out. Um, and I'm finding there's a lot of, I guess, more artist exhaustion than song exhaustion. Yeah. Although driver's license, we're done. We're done. We're done. <laughs> We're done. Go no. <laughs> That's fair. So this next question um, tends to be the most controversial of Ooh. the bunch. Um, people have very, very strong feelings about this. Um, so tell me, what is the greatest music video of all time? Okay, so music videos are really important to me. Um, I mean, I grew up in the MTV and Much Music Days. I'm still always about music videos. I want to see music videos. I love storytelling to music through music videos. That is a hard one. Um, Pet Shop Boys Being Boring is one that I will always go back and watch. It's sexy. It's pretty. It's beautiful. The song is awesome. Um I love that video so much, but I also love it when people use video to make a statement. Um, You can't discount Madonna's Like a Prayer. You can't discount um, some of the public enemy uh, music videos uh, that have been put out. You know, there are some Nine Inch Nails has done some crazy stuff with video. You you can't discount... um, Christina Aguilera's uh, fighter like that. Yeah. Just the, the visuals of it um, are so good. And then you get to people like Peter Gabriel, who always comes up on a list. Michael Jackson always comes on a list, up on a list. Duran Duran for their location videos were, was so good back in, in, in the day, in the 80s. There's so many great videos that now I don't find people are making smart videos anymore. They're just trying to make get a video done because of the quality they they know that they can get a video out without it having to be as high quality but they want to get a video out so they have another you know um another line uh, to be able to be heard by people and, and seen by people so it's it's i think that when somebody puts a lot of thought into it it's really great i loved um 
so Gregory Dillon does videos every now and then for his music. Um, his alien boyfriend video is so cute. Yeah. Um, his videos uh, for for his songs after that were in, after that same album were so great. They're all very colorful, and he has used video in a way to not have to spend as much, but make it look um, really good quality. Um, there's some Spice Girls videos that were a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say greatest video of all time. Maybe, I guess for me and what was being accomplished. I don't know. Can I say that? I don't know if I can. Oh my god, this is hard. <laughs> um, this is a struggle. This is really hard. Uh, I would say Madonna has to be in there. She has to be. Uh. I give kudos to Michael Jackson. I love the scream video. Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson scream. Love yeah. that. Um, I love the glassiness of it. And Janet's just crazy fierce. Janet Jackson has a lot of great videos. Yeah. I love her video for um, All Right. The uh, Cab Calloway and the, yeah. the dancing in the streets. Love that. I love performance videos like that. They're so good. I have not answered your question. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. We're I've getting only there. made it more complicated. What does what's the number one that most people say? Um, thriller is usually the where people go. I so was it the so for me was it the greatest video of all time? It was one of the most high profile videos and expensive videos at the time. It was. You know, uh, uh, a takeoff of where of where the werewolf man, and it, but it wasn't what it's not what I would call, um, like it 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 set the tone for video, but in terms of like what it accomplished, I don't feel like it's the greatest. It was just that it was one of the biggest at the time. I think that there was there was others that just did more and said more with them. Yeah, I would not say Michael Jackson's thrill. I would say one of Michael Jackson's other ones. I would say that um, I liked I liked Leave Me Alone. I thought that was a, a, a cool video. There was a, so there was um, artists and they were all high profile artists during uh, the 80s, late 80s, who all used Herb Ritz. So Janet, yeah. Madonna, Michael, can't remember who else, but Herb Ritz was making these you know, sepia tone, you know, black and white monochromatic videos for these artists. Um, True Blue is not my favorite song, uh, or not True Blue, uh, Cherish is not my favorite song by Madonna, but it was a very pretty video. Um, And there was a a good group of of videos like that that kind of came along. I liked Cold Hearted by Paula Abdul. I thought that was a lot of fun (laughs) for a dance video. (laughs) With all the... The, the apparatuses and the, the scaffolding, yeah. that was kind of fun. Um, yeah, I think I'd have to break it down to different categories as okay. to who was saying what about. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to say no, because I think I said it earlier. I now this has been a real long way for me to get to this answer. <laughs> I'm going back to uh, New Order, True Faith. Nice. Excellent. And how it set that up, how it set up that style of video and to think about video differently. I'm going back to them. That's my go-to. Perfect. And Pet Shop Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Being boring is sexy. What a sexy video. What is the greatest 
musical collaboration of all time. Now. Okay. So, turning a corner with a lot of music, Linkin Park and Jay-Z's encore um, was like, some people will say Aerosmith and and Run DMC popular back answer. in the day, right? Was so popular that it changed the the way that music was looked at. But they just kept everybody kept doing their own thing. They didn't try to change music up. When Jay Z and Lincoln Park got together and they recorded, that changed the way that people looked at rock and alt rock and rap, um, and knew that there was a lot more that could be done there. I think we have, this may be a far leap, please, <laughs> don't no one shoot me, but we have Billie Eilish now because guys like that were willing to kind of get in the trenches together and play with music and really try some things. And I think that what they did there afforded everyone else to take the, the training wheels off and to take down some of the bar- barriers to things and be like, yeah, let's let's get in there. And it wasn't just about adding rap. It was about how do these work together and actually cohesively gel. And it was, I think it's one of the best collaborations that there ever has been. Um, and I think that some others have come along, but I just, that's the one when anybody talks about collaboration for me, I also think about how Johnny Cash took and you know took these iconic songs like uh rusty chair uh and uh just changed them and flipped them on their heads but that was just that was reinterpretation um but i think that yeah if, if i'm gonna say collaboration it's gonna be it's gonna be those it's gonna be lincoln park and jay-z nice if you could have a song play whenever you enter a room what would it be? Tom Jones, Sex Bomb. <laughs> um, the, the, the remix. What a great, I mean, it is made to enter a room, that song is. And Tom Jones is just, you know, he's Tom Jones. And it's just that, that whole entrance into that song is just, it's set up. You really, you, it, it doesn't matter who you are. You want a runway. You want to be able to enter into a room and have all eyes on you when a song like that is playing. It's so, it's so great. I love that song. What is the song that no matter what kind of playlist you're making, no matter what kind of vibe you're going for, this song always makes an appearance? Ah, It kind of, it may be Love Shack. Nice. Um, the B-52s. And Love Shack's not even my favorite song by the B-52s. I go back to Girl from Ipanema Goes to Greenland um, or Channel Z. Um, but yeah, I mean, Love Shack is just one of those ones that can be slipped in anywhere. That if, you know, if if the mood is just even keel it's fine if you need a bump up in the in the 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 music in the in the energy it helps it works and it's got enough playfulness to it that people who can't sing or whatnot can also join in on it it's always a great little one to kind of like have set aside for for that moment when you kind of need to slip something in there 
I like that. What is the best song for a road trip? Depends on who's in the car. <laughs> really? It depends on who's, if it's by myself, oh, it's going to be, you know, there's, there's some Tina Turner that needs to be on nice. deck. But um, I like a lot of Rocky stuff uh, for, for, for road trips, but also stuff that are, that gets people, keeps people up and going. Um, everything, you know, I mean, life is a highway is one of those ones that's just so it's kind of cliche for a road trip, but it does work very, very well. Um, yeah, I don't know. Best for a road trip. I spend a lot of time driving, but it's usually with a lot of people who are talking about something. So I'm kind of like just, I'm always the driver. Uh, so it's kind of like, what do I listen to? What would I have on? I guess for me, um, oh, the behind the wheel route 66, uh, remix. Uh, from Depeche Mode is so great uh, for a road trip. And the only reason I use it for a road trip is simply because in the film, in 101, um, that's what was playing when they're on their bus and they're driving across, going to the concert and whatnot. I was just kind of like, this is perfect. Um, Some earlier Nine Inch Nails uh, from Pretty Hate Machine is great. Um, Some Tom Petty is great. Um, uh, running down a dream or, uh, or learning to fly his, his learning to fly is great. Um, I also like, I mean, I used to really like Alana miles's, um, love is back in the day, nice. but yeah, I like kind of rockier stuff. Excellent. Rockier stuff. I mean, I love listening to, um, 30 seconds to Mars's this is war album uh there's a lot that's on there that's really great even the 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 less rocky like the more kind of mid-tone and and lower tone um tempo stuff is also really good but yeah it's just if i'm by myself i'm going for something like that excellent what is one song that you would give anything to see played live you know what Uh, i'm i'm going to it's unfortunate because two of the three versions that I love are by people who are no longer with us. Katie Lang's version of hallelujah um, from the Olympics is, is, is incredible. It's just incredible. But had I been able to either see Cohen or Jeff Buckley do that song would have been heartbreaking and like incredible and you know just euphoric it would have been everything to be able to have seen that and now I you know thinking about who I could actually have the potential to see um I would love to see Peter Gabriel um and Kate Bush do don't uh don't give up um i love both of them as artists kate bush with the resurgence uh, of her i just think that it was just it's a it's a song that was way before its time i think i don't know if it was appreciated the way that it could have been um yeah they're just they're just such consummate artists peter gabriel is just 
kind of everything and, and Kate Bush is Kate Bush and like uh we're all running up that hill Kate we're, coming. <laughs> we're on our way Kate so we have come to the final question oh god sadness so you are you are at the gates of you know whatever kind of afterlifey type thing uh, that you believe in, um, and before they will let you through, they're making you a lovely gift basket. There's some muffins and a neighborhood calendar of going various goings on. Um, they are also making a mixtape of your life. Now, Kenny Fitzpatrick. The most important question that you will answer in this time that we have spent together today, what is the first song on that mixtape? Oh my God, maybe I should have saved Sex Bomb for this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be another Depeche Mode song. And it's going to be strange because you would think that um it would be something really high energy but um would it be no it won't be depeche mode it's gonna be aha the sun always shines on tv nice um Excellent. i uh i love that song but uh i don't know i've i've always been somebody who kind of looks for the positive in everything um, as difficult as it can be. I'm a cheerleader for positive change. I'm a cheerleader for people working together and helping people out and advocating for things in, in, in positive ways. So that's a that's a that's an okay one to have as the uh the very first song, I think. Then we'll get into some, then we'll get into some things. I was gonna <laughs> say Depeche Mode enjoy the silence. I'm like, that seems somber, but I love that song. Um and it says a lot in that that song i suppose it could be depeche mode could be personal jesus maybe that could be you know i could be controversial going through the gates (laughs) sure maybe i can do some uh oh white zombie more human than human nice that's another good one i don't know i'm at war with and at odds (laughs) with myself apparently at what who i am and what i want to uh, put out there (laughs) i don't know um so this is the end of the show. If uh, there is anything uh, that you would like to plug, if you'd like to uh, drop your social media handles uh, for the folks listening at home and all over the world, uh, you are more than welcome to do so now. I would love to. And first of all, thank you for uh, hitting me up and, and doing this. I love this kind of format. I have to think so much about all like interviews and whatnot myself that it's kind of nice to be on the other side of it and just have a kind of a bit of a conversation. Um, and yeah, so thank you. It's, it's, it's awesome. And I'm love what you're doing. I think that this is great. I think that music is so important. Music to me is something that's incredibly vital to who we are as people, whether or not you are a music lover, where you go out and buy music. I just don't know. If it, we music affects us and tends to affect us incredibly positively. So um, for me, you can find me on social media. If you're looking for the Q LGBTQ creative network, it's at the Q reviews on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. There's various other things I've tried. I've tried the, 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 the other one. What's it called? TikTok. I've tried <laughs> it. I'm not good. I'm not good. I just don't have the time. I overthink it. Um, but uh, yeah. And the website is curated by What I would say is every Thursday night, um, 
at 9 p.m. EST on communityradio.ca is the radio show it's, that I host. It's called Out Loud, the queer music radio show. And there's also Out Loud, the queer music podcast. But I'm just trying to encourage people to find those independent artists, especially from the LGBT community, and really introduce them. Like as a community, if you don't have to be queer to like music, like music from that's being made by LGBTQ artists. But if you are queer, let's support our artists. Let's get out there and share them. We've got kids. I grew up with not seeing myself in any of the music. And if it, if I felt like it was in the music, it was always a gag. It was kind of like, okay, so boy, George, um, you know, it was always something where it's like, I couldn't just be me, the nerdy kid with star Wars and superheroes. Um, I had to be this, this other thing that I knew I wasn't. Um, so I didn't have any heroes to look up into in, in music. Kids today are so lucky, but we have to show them that they're out there. We have to give them the room. We really, really, really need to get behind our community. And if you're a music lover, find the, come listen to the show. You will hear nothing but new releases. I will personally send you lists if you want <laughs> of, of music artists to check out. There's playlists. I will do whatever I can to help you be introduced to this world of great community uh LGBT community music all around the world, every country, they're out there. Listen to them. <laughs> that is my plug. It's the plug for supporting the artists, supporting those those folks out there who just want to get heard. We can't just have little Nas X. It can't just be little Nas X. Although God love him, good good on him. Yeah. This has been a Rod Wharton production in association with Spring Break 83 Entertainment. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without explicit consent.